one of the things I noticed this week was that it had a kind of theme running through it, that of unity. Monday the 18th of January was Martin Luther King Day and in his short life he was known for his views on justice, peace, equality and unity. And he crafted many memorable words to address these issues. Most of us, whether we are aware of it or not, will probably have heard at least some of his famous I Have a Dream speech. It's been quoted at some time or another and we have heard it. In August 1963, he stood before a crowd and prompted by a shout from behind him, tell them about the dream, he went off script and declared, I have a dream. And then proceeded to share his dream, his vision of the kind of country he envisaged for his children. His dream, his vision, gave people hope, it gave people direction, it gave people inspiration and purpose for living. You see, life can either be a random journey without any real direction, or it can be a purposeful adventure, reaching for a goal. In this case, justice, peace, equality and unity. On another occasion when he spoke of unity, he came at it from, if you like, the core root of the problem, the cause of disunity, of disharmony. He said, men often hate each other because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. They don't know each other because they cannot communicate. They cannot communicate because they are separated. This week also saw the inauguration of the new President and Vice President of the United States. And one of the people invited to speak was the Poet Laureate Amanda Gorman, who spoke of the necessity of unity among the people of her country in her poem, The Hill We Climb, saying, We are striving to forge our union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colours, characters and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. Again, she's speaking of justice, peace, equality and unity. And today, well, today ends a week of prayer for Christian unity. The resources for this year were prepared by a monastic community in Switzerland and they chose for their theme, Abide in my love and you shall bear much fruit, which is based on a reading from the Gospel of John chapter 15. And they ask us to reflect on those words saying, it is the great desire of God expressed by Jesus, that we might come to him and abide in him. He waits for us tirelessly, hoping that, united to him in love, we will bear fruit that will bring life to all. 
Otherwise, faced with our differences, we risk withdrawing into ourselves and seeing only that which separates us. At its core, God's love through us can produce fruit which addresses justice, peace, equality and unity. Over the years, while I have been aware of the great diversity in theology, that's our thinking about God, and in the ways we worship God within the Christian tradition, I've also recognised that there are many things that unite us rather than divide us. Having been brought up in Lanarkshire, where former mining villages once thrived with people from all over Scotland and Ireland, many were left with a legacy of distrust over the differences. Yet in the particular village where I grew up, because it was a village at that time, I was also aware that we had a legacy of support among the churches for one another. I want to share with you a short extract from a book written about the village that I grew up in, where 25 pages are given over to the impact of the various churches in that area. The two Church of Scotland's, the Old Parish Church and Rinsdale Church. That's where my family went. St John's Episcopal Church, St Bridget's Roman Catholic Church, the Hope Hall, and the Gospel Hall. The story I want to share is about St John's Episcopal Church, which was opened in 1850. But by 1908, St John's was in dire financial straits. And here is how the event and its outcome is recorded. A diocesan committee was set up to decide whether St John's was fit to continue as a charge this was a very serious matter for St John's and could have meant the end of this church. However, the priest of St Bridget's Roman Catholic Church, which is next door to St John's, knowing of the serious plight of their Christian neighbours and the impending visit of the bishop to inspect the congregation, instructed his own members to step in next door on the fateful Sunday. The story goes on to say that St John's was packed and that the bishop went away impressed, but none the wiser. And the result was that St John's remained a witnessing presence in the community and is in fact still there to this day. Why do I share this with you? Well, for a couple of reasons. The first being that over the years I've seen hearts touched and softened during this special week of prayer for Christian unity, as people realise that their neighbours' ways are not so strange and that we have experiences that are common to us all. And secondly, if each of us seeks to abide in God's love, we will find that our desire to seek justice, peace, equality and unity with others is strengthened. And if we act on it, the healing of the divisions between us and in the world can become a reality. Unity is not a great dream because it was Martin Luther King's dream, or Amanda Gorman's, or indeed the church's dream. It is a great dream because it's God's dream. 
in creative ways others have vocalised something that has always been in God's heart. But it's up to each of us to live it. And life, well, life can either be a random journey without any real direction, or it can be a purposeful adventure, fulfilling the desire of God's heart that we would know justice, peace, equality and unity.